Welcome to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast, hosted by Craig Phillips and Jeff Torrey. Visit us at FantasyFootballProfit.com. And now your hosts, Craig and Jeff. Welcome everyone to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast. I'm Craig Phillips, joined as always by Jeff Torrey. And today we're talking sleepers, but of the deep sleeper variety. We're going way down the ranks on this one. Um, beyond, I think, top 50 at running back, top 70 at receiver, top 30 at tight end. So we got some deeper players here. If you if you want some of the standard sleepers, go check out our last episode we just did. We did the more normal sleeper episode. This one's more fun, I feel like, throwing out some names of guys that we think are interesting. And it's more of like they're interesting, and I think there, there could be a path to some kind of fantasy relevancy. And, and when this list comes up, we're not saying these guys like, oh, yeah, get this guy. This guy's going to make a difference in your fantasy team this year for sure. I mean, we don't know that. We just like the possible opportunity. And I think th- there's a better than, you know, better chance than not that they at least a week or two, they'll be fantasy relevant for you. So, all right, let's do this. Jeff, let's go running backs first. You guys, you got a running back here? I do. I have a couple, um, you know, outside the top 50. Uh, the first one I want to mention um, less, I mean, you know, deep sleeper, but I like Damian Pierce. I, I liked him coming out of the draft. He went to a place where all he has to do really is beat out Marlon Mack, who yeah. was coming off injury, who was guaranteed pretty much nothing from that team um, as far as contract goes. And Damian Pierce is a like a very aggressive runner that I think could um, kind of establish himself as someone that the Texans can rely on, which they desperately need. He's not going to be a guy that dances around. He's going to try to go right through you, which, once again, I think they need uh, if, if Mills and, and those guys have any chance this year of doing anything. So it, it will be a, kind of a rough one because, you know, running backs on bad teams, you know, get phased out in the second half. Right. They try to throw it a lot more. But, hey, you know, you got to go where the, the talent is and you have to find uh, the diamond in the rough. And right now he's not considered the running back one, but he very well could be. For sure. And, you know, the, the running back on bad team thing, I know that's a lot of times we don't like to do that, but you, you just look at James Robinson two years ago. I mean, it's all about the opportunity. He was on a terrible team and he just had all this opportunity. He wasn't even that good, to be honest with you. He wasn't that good. He was just very replacement level running back, very much so. And yet he was a good fantasy player because he had all the opportunity in the world. If Pierce were to get that, I don't care, bad team or not. I think he could, you know, he'll be fantasy relevant. I don't know if he gets all the work, but I mean, well, maybe, maybe you, you don't really know how it's going to play out. Well, buy, I like it. He's 51st right now, I believe. Yeah. So, yeah. I love how James Robinson, that poor guy, cannot escape your, your rest. You know what the funny <laughs> thing is? Year, every year. The funny thing is, James Robinson, maybe James Robinson's undervalued if he's healthy. It's interesting. Just throw it out there. That's probably, I mean, it's probably true. I mean, we yeah, don't, but, you know, we haven't yeah. seen ETN play yet. Yeah, we'll see. But so I'm going to, I'll throw out a name, only a couple spots behind Pierce. Khalil Herbert, I kind of like him for Chicago. And some of it's him. I think he's, again, okay. I don't think he's, I don't think he's spectacular, but I also, this comes down to, I don't believe in David Montgomery and I never have. And he still hasn't shown me in like four seasons that he's anything special. He's, and he's not. David Montgomery's not. I can see Herbert doing something. He had to, he played well when he was given the opportunity last year. So he's at 53rd right now, 53 right now. I like, I like Khalil Herbert. And I mean, at some, at some point people might just say, Hey, man, Montgomery's just not it. Right. He's, he's just not it. And I actually put that on uh, an Instagram post the other day of potential running backs that could lose their jobs in 2022. Right. Just throwing it out there. Like, Hey, just proceed with caution. Right. 
and David Montgomery made my list. Man, people hate me. I was going to say, stirring the pot. I mean, this is year four for him. He he averaged 3.7 yards a carry in year one, 4.3 in year two, 3.8 in year three. Over 200 carries every year, 242, 247, 225. That's a good amount of carries, you'd think, right? In his best season, he only has one season over 1,000 yards, and it was just 1,070 yards. It's just I give Herbert a chance. I think he can do that. Yeah, <laughs> so, I, I like I like what we saw from Herbert when he got yeah. to play. Um, you know, he yeah. definitely wasn't any worse than Montgomery. Um, no, I, I, I like the, uh, you know, it, it's a, a fun way to think about it. Um, my other running back that I do have on my list is going to be, I feel like I have a lot of rookies this year because I think that is where yeah. the we're going to have the same one and the talent is. Okay. Yeah. And it's going to be, uh, Tyler Algier yeah. and he is going to be the Atlanta running back. They got him from BYU this year. And what a, he is a very different player than Cordero Patterson, who is the number one running back currently in Atlanta. Um, obviously he's played yeah. wide receiver. He's done, you know, it all. Um, he had a, like a bounce back rejuvenation year last year. Um, and he did very, very well, but he slowed down by the end. He is, uh, he's in his, what, what, how old is he? He's 30, 30, he's 31, 31. Um, so yeah, so you need at least someone to supplement him. And on top of that, you know, Algier might be the more natural running back in court, Daryl Patterson, because heaven knows they need more pass catchers too, could play that role as well. So I, I think that either way, he will be in the mix. And I think that he could be the number one running back uh, very, very shortly. And, you know, he he looked good in college. Um, do I think that he's the, the spectacular running back, the prospect they get away? No, I don't. But like we mentioned with James Robinson and mentioned with uh, uh, who Damian Pierce and, and whatnot, you, you go where the opportunity is. And he has an abundance of it because he really is number two already. And that's just because he got drafted. Like Atlanta is so lackluster when it comes with talent at the moment because Ridley leaving because of all this stuff. So, um, you know, you have Pitts and you have Cordero Patterson and possibly Drake, Algier could, Drake and, and yeah, in London yeah. and then him. So, but you know, you have Mariota as well. So, um, how much, how much are you going to throw the ball? Like you, I think that there's a lot of opportunity here for him. There's probably more use for Patterson in a receiver role, to be honest. Yeah, without a doubt. So I think they put him – and to be honest, I don't think – sometimes people get blinded by how people – like what their – like how good a player was during the season, right? Like Patterson. It's happened with Mike Williams, I think, too, where people just remember like how good they were at one point. They don't remember the bad end of season, right? Yeah. Like Patterson's last four games – 11 carries for 18 yards, seven carries for 14 yards, nine carries for 28 yards, four carries for 11 yards. That's how we ended the year. Four yeah. games. Well, terrible. Look, and we, Cordero Patterson, he really, I mean, it was really amazing that he came out and he did as well as he did. But I mean, the, really the truth about it and what that shows is either his age, which is not a good thing, right? Like he, he would do the exact same thing this year. He's not getting into like, you know, better shape. Um, but the other thing I, I think it was, was Atlanta had a very strange offense put together and no one yeah. really expected Cordero Patterson to take the reins and have that many carries. So people were kind of caught off guard on it in the first half of the season. And once they figured out how they used him, then they started closing off some of those uh, like holes well, in their, in their defense. And yeah. then it got really bad for him. So and it really, it was honestly only a couple of games. What was getting him the, he, he ran the ball, but the, the receiving is what put him over the top, obviously, because he had yeah. one, one Patterson had a one game of 16 carries, 108 yards. That was his big game. 
He never had more than 60 at 16 carries twice. He only had double digit carries six times. He, he had that 108 yard game. He had a 78 yard game. Everything else was 60 or under. You can't tell me they're not going to give Algier a chance here. Oh like, yeah. He's going to get can, a big opportunity. And you can find other ways to move Cordell Patterson around yeah. and yeah, will he be less productive? He will, but did anyone really think that he was the, you know, I mean, look, they're in rebuilding and he's a 31-year-old running back. Yeah, so I just don't like Patterson this year, especially in, in formats that made him a running back only. I think you're, don't do it. Don't get him. If he's a running back only and you can't put him at receiver in some, um, I think sleeper, I just moved him only to running back. Ooh, I don't like that. I don't like that at all, to be honest. And, yeah, and, and you might feel the sting of it right away because he could have a couple of good games early on. Because yeah. I, I do think that you're going to have to throw a lot of those kinds of passes with Mariota and, and, you know, as QB. But I think that it's going to be the same thing as last year, but even quicker. I think he might have a good quarter of a season. And then, you know, and then who else, you know, yeah, London better um, figure it out, Pitts better figure it out because, he, you know, if you cut him off, what are they going to do? Ranked. He's not ranked that high, but still, people are still buying it off a couple of games. Like the Mike, like I said, like the Mike Williams thing. That's gonna be another episode if we talk about busts or players. I, was, I just want to say real quick thing about Mike Williams. That's nothing to do with this episode. <laughs> that guy said five good games in five years, and people are ranking him as a yeah. top twenty receiver. I would, I would so, love to believe in him more. I really would. No, I, so I, that'll be another show. Another day. He had a lot of talent, but yeah, I'm, I'm with you <laughs> on that one. So I like it. Just all right. So James uh, Robinson blows. Uh, Mike, I got Mike a post. Williams I got I got an boss. Instagram post all ready to go for Mike Williams. So. <laughs> Craig just thrown out hate. <laughs> I do. I just. I just. I'm telling you, man, I don't. I don't buy it. I see if I can find it. I have a. I have an Instagram post. It's all ready to go. It's going to be like, what are we doing here? Why are we worried about Mike Williams? We should be. So, yeah. But do you have any other running backs? You know, not not really. That's about. Oh, no, actually, Brian Robinson, Washington. I think he's an interesting name. I again, another. This is me not believing in the guy ahead of him. That's what most of these become. Um, I think the process for this can be right because last year, what our process we were looking at this, the player we didn't believe in the most as a starting running back was Mike Davis for the Falcons. And it became, we were just wrong on who it would be because who thought it would be Cordell Patterson, right? Yeah. We tried all the backups. We just knew it wouldn't be Mike Davis, right? And right. I'm not saying this is Antonio Gibson's that level, David Montgomery's that level, but they're players that I just really don't believe in that much that I feel like the teams are starting to maybe not believe them. They're about the same, right? Two, three years in the league. They don't, they're just, they're fine, right? They're fine. Antonio Gibson's bothered me because the guy's never really caught the ball, which like he should be. I thought he would as a receipt, as a college receiver, You'd think he'd come in and catch the ball. And again, he's a college receiver. He's, he, he shows some flashes at running back, but he doesn't put it together. Where Brian Robinson, I think, is going to be, could be the goal line back. He could be, you know, he could steal opportunity from there. If Antonio Gibson's not getting touchdowns, that's, that's going to hurt him. And Brian Robinson could become valuable just in a touchdown role. Like he doesn't even have to be, have a big role, but we're talking deep sleeper anyway, right? We're not looking for yeah, yeah. every, you know, this guy to take over. But I'm just not the biggest Antonio Gibson fan. And because of that, I think Brian Robinson just becomes an interesting name. He's down at 64 right now. So, Yeah, and I always bring up every time you, you bring him up because you've, you've been pretty vocal about how you don't believe in him anymore. But you were the biggest fan of him coming out of college too, which made me laugh because you, you turned on him. But, but yeah. I think you're right, though, because he's getting – and I even last year, like, he does show flashes, and you're like, if he was the guy, great. But if – Robinson does take, you know, goal line work and then they re-send McKissick like Antonio Gibson just is getting squeezed out of 
like you know he is what you have like like you only have early down work like downs one and yeah, two and only if you're not down in the game and it, it is not you know it is not going in the right direction for him all right so let's move over to wide receiver i think there's some interesting names here what do we go top 70 yeah beyond 70 what do you have here yeah beyond 70 you know what? Um, I did not think I was going to bring this guy up. I really didn't. And the more I looked into Sammy everyone, Watkins. No, no, it's definitely oh, not no, Sammy. No, no. Okay. Um, that, nothing would make me happier, but not Sammy. Yeah. Um, I'm actually going to go with Valus Jones. Um, look, another rookie. I know I'm kind of out of my mind this year with, with rookies, but look, he's being overlooked. And do I think that he was probably the right pick for the Bears when they're rebuilding that offense and he's going to be a 25 year old rookie? Probably not. But, you know, you once again, if you believe in the talent, then whatever, you get four or five years of really good production out of the guy. Um, but I like w- when you're watching tape and you're looking at like, first of all, what you watch the tape and you're like, oh, shit, this guy is fast. And he's also not built like a little guy. He looks he's kind of like a Cordero Patterson, but he looks quicker, like he's thicker, he's quick and he can run that slot and he can burn people. And he's got like a chip on his shoulder. I, I like what I've already seen him do with like the media and talking about, you know, pretty much like rejecting the idea that he's too old to be on this team and blah, blah, blah. So I've become more of a fan that way because I do think the guys that talk the talk in the NFL tend to be a little bit better right away. And you, you see a lot, you know, like Odell and stuff. Um, and he, he's not coming off as a jerk or anything, but I do like what I'm seeing. He's currently wide receiver 123. Yeah. And Justin Fields, do I believe in him? No, I really don't. But other than Mooney, you don't have anyone there. And well, he, heaven knows. Yeah. I mean, they have some guys. Slot. They have some guys. Let me let me tell you these names. Like, they're names that people <laughs> know. But this is what he's dealing with. By, Byron Pringle from the Chiefs. Okay, whatever. Um, Nikhil Harry, who they just traded for. Guy hasn't done it, right? Um, Dante Pettis. <laughs> Tajay oh, that, Sharp. Oof. So it's all names you know. Amon Ross St. Brown's older brother. So I don't even want to say his first name. <laughs> I can't even pronounce it. But those are the guys he's he's going against. And he's a third round draft pick. That's not, that's not <laughs> that's something. That's something. Yeah. That, you know, third. I, I mean, think about this too. I mean, once again, this draft was stacked full of really talented wide receivers. Um, and he was still a third round draft pick. Third and round. if it wasn't for his age. He would have he would have been considered higher than a lot of these other guys that went to smaller schools and whatnot. Yeah, so um, he looked he was very very good in in college and what he was able to do. I think he has a unique skill set and he's not like a, a a small guy running around this just a speedster. He has some some bulk to him as well. So I think in the slot he could really do a lot of stuff with Justin Fields who is was running for his life last year. He's going to be looking to get the ball out of his hand really quickly. So I, yeah, I, I actually do like Velas. Yeah. Third round, that's that is you know, they put some draft capital into him and he's 119th. That doesn't add up. That's not no, where I mean, it really be. doesn't. And, and so and this Mooney, is, Mooney was able to put up really good production yeah. last year. And and the whole thing was like Alan Robinson was what freaked everyone out. Yeah. Um and he should be the number they two protect there, so. fields a little bit more, then you could have you there will be a couple of guys in this offense that will be able to be fantasy productive. So my my first guy is going to be like kind of in that similar vein. And what I don't understand of why the rank is where it is. It's a rookie. It's a rookie who was drafted in the third round. 
who is going to start the year, I think, as the number two receiver. It's Jalen Tolbert for the Cowboys. So Jalen Tolbert was was picked 17 picks after um, Jones. So not too far after, but he comes from South Alabama, right? He's not as known. But Jalen Tolbert, again, third-round draft pick, There's that, that means something. It really does. That means something. If you look at the Cowboys' depth chart right now, Michael Gallup is hurt. He's not going to be playing to start this season. It is CeeDee Lamb and currently James Washington. It's not going to be James. I mean, that he's going to not, if anything, he'll be in the slot. He's not going to be. Jalen Tolbert is going to be starting week one for the Dallas Cowboys. I, I guarantee you, Jalen Tolbert, he actually even has less names around him. Like at least the names that Jones was is competing for are names we've heard of before. These names are like TJ Vasher, Ty Freifogel, Brandon Smith, Dontario Drummond, Dennis Houston, Simi Fayok. I don't know. These are the You've names that Jalen Freifogel. <laughs> this is what Jalen Tolbert is dealing with. So even when Michael Gallup comes back, Jalen Tolbert is still the, the worst case the third receiver. If not, if he doesn't just pass Gallup, who knows? But the worst case, he's a third receiver, which Dallas has made the third receiver somewhat relevant in the past. Jalen Tolbert is going to start the start of the year, and he's ranked right now. If I pull this back up, Jalen Tolbert is ranked 101st right now. Don't get it. Don't get it at all. Yeah. Same, same, uh, the same I, thing. I like that one. In a better offense. Better offense than, uh, than Jones is. He He's going to, I mean, Jones has a better opportunity to be the number two all year. Tolbert probably falls back into the three unless he really proves himself early on, but he's going to be starting for the Dallas Cowboys in week one. Yeah. I was going to say, even if you're the number three there though, and Gallup is taking a while to get up to speed, it doesn't mean you're not going to be productive, right? Lamb is clearly the number one, but it doesn't mean that they have to go away from him. If they get into the, the mode where they pass a lot, which every once in a while they really, really do then he could be deadly. Uh, that one is very interesting because I don't think I've really heard anyone talk about that one. I, I like no. I like uh, the thinking behind that one. I think I think they're really the same kind of deal there. It's just the Cowboys have a better offense, so that's why, I mean, Tolbert's probably, you know, he's ahead of uh, Jones by about 18 spots in the ranks, but those these guys shouldn't be in the hundreds at all. I mean, we got, we're looking at like 85 Terrace Marshall with the Panthers. What's Terrace? Like, he, the dude did nothing last year. You know, like, wh- no, why, no. why are we have guys like that up there? Well, I mean, they, you know, they got Baker Mayfield now. So. Yeah, right. There's too many guys like that that are just like, no, there's no need. There's no need. So, all right. You got any other receivers I'll, you're looking at? Yeah, I'll, I'll hit you up with one more wide receiver. And this one's more for, for funsies. But um, if, if I'm just a gambling man and it's at the very end of the draft, uh, right now Julio Jones is going as wide receiver 94 because he's a yeah. free agent. I have to believe that that is not how he's going to end his career. Um, the age is a real thing. The injuries last year is a real thing. Um, depending on where he goes, though, it is, you know, it's kind of a lottery ticket. And you're kind of saying, well, what if he ends up in Green Bay? What if he ends up in Baltimore? What if he ends up, you know, there's a lot of teams that desperately need another wide receiver. And he could step in and be the, either the one or two. And this could be his final hurrah. And I, I, I didn't like... Like I understood what Tennessee was doing last year, but they are, they're a rough team, like a rough team for wide receivers to be in. Hence why, you know, AJ Brown is gone and, and, and all this stuff. So I don't think it was a good fit last year. So I, I, even though he's old and and older, and then he's got the injury concerns that are real. If you get him at the very end of the draft, it, it could be a really great 
kind of like it, it could be someone that is very, very useful because the the games he's healthy, he's still mm-hmm. a very good player. Yep. So I got one more name. <laughs> this is gonna be the same thing as Jones and Tolbert. Another one where I just don't get the rank. And this is a steal. It's Alec Pierce. You love Alec oh, Pierce. Oh, yes. I love Alec Pierce. Yeah. He's ranked 97th right now. He's and gonna be number two, right? He's going to be number two. Hundred percent is going to be the starting. He's going to be starting opposite of Michael Pittman this year, and he's a second round draft pick. Ranked, drafted ahead of, you know, of Tolbert, ahead of Jones. He was a better prospect than those guys, and he is going to be on a good offense as well. He's going to be on a good offense. I mean, it's Matt Ryan. I think Matt Ryan can still play a little bit. Matt Ryan, Jonathan Taylor. They're obviously they're more run heavy, but still they're going to have to throw the ball. Michael Pittman's the main one there, but Alec Pierce is hundred percent going to start on the outside there. He doesn't have much competition, to be honest, either. He really once again, he's a sub four four guy that yeah. has some size on him too. I think a six three from Cincinnati. He played with Ritter, who is obviously in the NFL now. So you do like that he'll be able to get up and going, and he doesn't have to be the number one. And on top of that, like you don't have to catch a ton of balls in order to be productive. And you know they are run first, but who's not going to bite on a play action when you're tra- when you're handing it off to Taylor, right? So, uh, and Pittman is going to get everyone else on his side. So I, I like that pick a lot too. Yeah. And Paris Campbell might be there, but he'll be in the slot probably. And I, would, Pierce, I mean, I would love to see him actually do something. Yeah. <laughs> this rank is too low. Like I know it's maybe early, it but it's not even that early anymore. It's July. These ranks are just out of whack. You know, what? I got to go adjust my ranks. I probably a culprit of this. So yeah, I, I, say, I definitely am not helping. That so Alec Pierce, Jalen Tolver, <laughs> Bayless Jones, their rank is just way out of whack. They should not be ranked this low. All three of those guys are probably starting week one. And they're behind guys who, I mean. No, well, we already know two of them definitely will be. Like, yeah, we'll and, be starting and in a well, big way. Yeah, and they're behind other receivers where, okay, I mean, John Michi for, for the Texans, he, he probably gets an opportunity too, right? But I'm just not, I don't know. I, I don't like that one as much. There's something about it. No, He's ranked ahead no. of them. Mondale Robinson for the Giants. He's ranked ahead of them because people think he might do more things possibly, you know, then, but he has more competition there. Way more no, competition. Yeah, by far too. Way more competition. So those rookies are ahead of him. Um, David Bell is ahead of them. Another rookie is ahead of him. But even these guys think David Bell's 83rd. These rookies are just a little undervalued right now. George Pickens, he's 77. He has two really good receivers ahead of him. Yeah, Deontay Johnson really good. and Chase Claypool. He has a harder and, and, opportunity. Yeah. And yeah. you don't, yeah. And you don't also know who's throwing him the ball. Like, you yeah, know, I can really bag on fields, but at the same time, Trubisky and and Pickens could be way worse. Should like, should Pickens be twenty spots ahead of Alec Pierce? Does that make any sense to you at all? Right, no, right. It doesn't. So, and again, I'm probably a probably a culprit. I got to go adjust some ranks, but there we go. So those rookies, I usually sometimes I don't like chasing rookies all the time, but this one, man, I like it this year, especially in a keeper league. If you're like in an auction keeper like we are, because I know we're looking at this as hey, I want those guys on my bench as $1 keeper, $1 players, right? Uh, they yeah. break out. That's what we're looking at. Same thing if you're in a just a redraft league and you're a keeper league. If you can keep somebody on the round, you draft them. You're drafting them in the 15th round and they break out. Shoot, you're in great shape. So, yeah, and and that's the funny one about Valus too, Valus Jones, yeah. who's 25. It, it hurt him in your, you know, dynasty drafts. True. Because, yeah, because you're like, how long, you know, he's going to be on a bad offense. How long can he develop and all that? So I didn't necessarily go out and get him. But now all of a sudden I'm looking at it and I'm kind of like at the end of a draft. I mean, really would be like the last pick. 
I can get him in a redraft league and he actually could be worthwhile, which is wild to think about that. I wouldn't get him on a dynasty, but this I'm looking at like, I actually think that his talent might be overcome a lot of that stuff. So yeah, I, those guys are really fun to talk about, but yeah. All do right. um Do you have a tight end? I, I have one. Okay. I've, Oh, I have one. They're not going to be the same. I was going to say, I'll let you take it away. All right. This will be no surprise if anybody's listening to this. Josiah DeGuara. I love him. I love him for the Packers. He's currently ranked way down there, way, way down there. I think 47th. So I just pulled up um, expert rankings on um, fantasy pros. So I am by far the highest ranker on Josiah DeGuara in all of fantasy pros and all of their hundreds of rankers. I have him ranked 24th right now. And I'm 23 spots ahead of consensus rank right now. I love Deguara. He's like, I think he was a third round draft pick a couple of years ago. Like I said, I, this was last week, right? I think I was talking about him. He was hurt. He got hurt in year one, took him a little time to get going. He started to show some signs last year. Robert Tunyon is, is hurt currently. I don't know if he's going to be healthy to start the year. If he's not, Deguara is going to get an opportunity. And like we've talked about on the sleepers show, when we talk about Christian Watson, there's opportunity there with the Packers. There's opportunity for somebody to catch the ball. And DeGuara is currently, if you look at the depth chart, they say he's the third because there is Mercedes Lewis is ahead of him, who is legitimately 38 years old. He is one of the few people in the NFL that's older than us yet. So <laughs> DeGuara, I think, has an awesome opportunity. Um, but again, I'm probably not telling you to draft DeGuara. I don't think you can draft him in a 10-12 team redraft league. I think that's you probably can't do that. I think you're making a mistake if you draft him because you're going to pass up. True, because yeah, you're going to pass up Alec Pierce. You're going to pass up Jalen Tolbert to, to draft Aguara. So don't draft Aguara. Just keep him on your radar and watch preseason. See how he looks. I really think there's going to be an opportunity here. So Josiah Aguara, keep 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 talking about him. Yeah, and the um, and we went really deep for the tight ends because I think we we've yeah. found people that we really like. And the guy I like, I'm going to say the same thing. He's not going to be a guy that you draft this year. I mean, you're just not going to. I did draft him in a dynasty league because I think he's just a very unique prospect. He's a rookie this year. He's on Baltimore. It's going to be Isaiah Likely. And it is not a name that anyone even knows. He played for like Coastal Carolina. I think he was a like pretty much recruited as a wide receiver. And then they shifted him to tight end. Um, and the problem with that with you know a lot of tight ends is you have to be able to block you have to do all this stuff unless you're there just to be a pass catcher um what i love about him is even if he's not a good blocker uh he went to a place and they drafted two tight ends this year uh baltimore did but they he went to a place where they desperately need pass catchers after getting rid of hollywood brown andrews is already one of the best tight ends in the business and they throw it to him all the time so, you know, Lamar Jackson is very comfortable doing that. This guy is like six four, six five. He has very good speed. He is that combination of wide receiver slash tight end. He can kind of do it, you know, a little bit of both. And because they're so desperate for pass catchers, I think that that will leave him on the field. Like maybe you actually trot him out there as a wide receiver in order to have a mismatch or something, or, you know, you have two tight end sets and then he just you know he completely tries to take the top off the defense I think there's a lot of fun things you can do with him and on top of that as much as I drafted him a couple of months ago being like he's very unique 
you have only heard good things coming out yeah. of those those camp. mini cab reports were really glowing on him. He yeah. was and talking about one-handed catches and all this stuff. Yeah. And and is he probably too young to take here? And is he gonna be stuck behind Andrews? Everything is yes, but I I think that he's such a unique prospect that if you're drafting for dynasty, I'm I'm willing to take him at the end, which I did. And on top of that, he's one to keep an eye on because he's one injury away. And if they don't add anyone else, he could literally just be a wide receiver this year for him. And Good. and I think he he has a lot of upside in that way. Yeah, he's um just one of the one of the headlines I saw says rookie tight end Isaiah Likely was the unquestioned star of Ravens minicamp. Like, you know, there's a lot of those yeah. out there. Yeah, it's gonna be hard for him to see the field this year too much. But like you said, it could be at a wide receiver role. You never know. Um, he still has, he obviously at tight end. He has Andrews ahead of him. He has uh, Boyle ahead of him. They actually drafted another tight end ahead of him in the draft, which yeah. is interesting. And he was, yeah, I was going to say, yeah. he actually wasn't. He was in the fourth round, but I believe yeah. it was earlier in the fourth round. I think in the fourth round as well, they drafted um, another that they tight end. drafted yeah. another one. Yeah. But that's Boyle where they, is a, a blocking they tight could, end. And I think the other guy is much more of a blocking tight end, too. But that's where you could see them get some work as a wide receiver. So it's it's interesting for sure. He, I mean, he has some good reports and that hasn't. Um, yeah. And, it hasn't changed the rank at all yet. So, yeah, and if you go and and once again, I, I, I do think that tight ends are, you can, you know, that they take a while to develop, but you can tell a lot about them through their highlight reel because of the types of catches they make and everything like wide receivers. You can kind of cheat if you're just really fast. If you watch some of his highlights, you're kind of like, Oh, I see. No, yeah. I mean, it's kind of like going back and watching like Goddard or something where you're kind of like, right. Oh, he's just next level pass catcher. Hey, I'll believe that Jeff, you've been the tight end whisperer over the years. I mean, you called Kelsey before it happened. You called Goddard before it happened. So yeah, I was, my claim to fame was Graham way back in the day. True. <laughs> that was back yeah. when we just started, but yeah, uh, we'll see though. He's a, uh, he, you know, right. he's got a win. Deguara, there we go. We went deep at tight end fights that probably yeah. won't even matter this year, but Hey, if Deguara does, you know, we heard it first, probably actually, you know, where you were, where you only heard it, like you're not hearing it anywhere else. So. Yeah, yeah. Got that. All right, that'll do it for today. We'll talk to you guys next time.